cue in. I always have in my head the intro music. You know, we I just have that that funky rhythm, and I'm trying to like hear it before I jump in. I never know if it's gonna work right away because it's never just a cold drop. But right. I hope you enjoy that music. I do. You know, I like to sway and move like that. Uh, episode sixty, Brevity Box. We're back again. Another guest host coming in in the absence of that salty bitch Brando leaving us high and dry. What we miss hoe. him. We love him. What a fucking hoe. <laughs> Welcome to Brevity Box. Brevity Box is brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network and Area Forty Two Studios and Sound. If you'd like to check out. Our website at www.ruminationsradionetwork.com. You can check out our roster of podcasts, which includes some of my favorites that I always talk about. Uh, I love movies. I am a cinephile, so you can check out Cinephile Hissy Fit. Those guys are always easy to listen to. And their most recent episode is about a movie I'm excited to see. Uh, I am shameless about loving Top Gun. Don't judge me. And I'm looking forward to seeing the sequel with my parents. Again, don't judge me. Uh, but it, you know, there there's supposed to be a, a lot to kind of drink in there, and I like listening to their podcast. Sometimes before I see the movie, um, at other times after. You know, if it's a movie like Doctor Strange, uh, I don't care. I'll listen to it beforehand. I just go for the roller coaster ride of a movie like that. But they also cover older movies and things like that. You can also check out Ruminations of Red Rum, which is entirely about horror movies. Uh, Kyle's got a great great show and if depends on if you like a horror and if you don't like horror you might find yourself liking it a little more if you listen to these guys and their perspective on it there's a lot on the website to check out all of it's entertaining give it a shot and uh, we know you're gonna like it so thanks for joining us for this episode um sitting with us vaguely we're gonna call him matt s just to keep the mystery alive <laughs> matt thank you for uh coming on the show you were on yeah. here on early early episodes we did a deep dive and if people want to get to know you they can go there in fact please do start from episode one see how we've grown see if you like it um, see how much for better now, it's gotten it has oh. gotten better because of <laughs> becky entirely uh but matt thank you for coming and being a part of this no problem just hanging welcome. out with us man welcome, welcome. And i think i'm a little bit less of a hoe than brando so just look, it, you don't have to try hard. That. <laughs> if somebody knows Manho, it's For back. <laughs> and of I'm course, like the Oscar panel. <laughs> the, the badass of all badasses, Becky with the good hurt, joining us with opinions and oh, some new crazy ass dating information. I can't wait to hear about, of course. Uh, nothing's going to top for me. The first thing that always comes to mind is you having to change a guy's tire. Mm, oh, I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say sorry about your grandkids. <laughs> sorry about your grandkids is a spectacular story, but that's more circum like it's like a circumstance, right? Like a random, yeah. yeah, boom. But this guy showing up and trying to flex and not being able to change the tire is always wow, beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. It, was, it was great. <laughs> And it kind of ties into what I want to talk about today in a weird way. You know, I, I know we've kind of covered some of this, uh, what I consider the the alpha male mythology, um, and maybe not entirely myth, but we kind of touched on it when we covered the Will Smith slap at the Oscars and, and sort of the, you know, where I was a little bothered that there were women out there who were happy about this, like they felt that here's a man championing and defending his woman. And I was just like, that's such horseshit, you know? Yeah, that's, that's and I just sort of tore that apart. Um, and then of course we always juxtapose that to the fact that Becky's got uh, the biggest of female hard ons for JJ Watt, which is like the giga Chad poster boy, even though I bet you he's a gentle guy, you know, like in real life, he he's seems a like great a nice guy. guy. I think he, and I don't doubt guy. that. I don't doubt that. But when you're six foot 90, and uh, three million pounds of muscle. It's kind of mm -hmm. hard not to be seen as a giga chat, oh, yeah. right? Throw me up against the wall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Becky wants to climb that tree. You Down know, that she's she's one of those women that's like, feels safer if he's big. And if the air conditioning doesn't work, so he has to take shirt off and all that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he can just pick up the AC with one hand <laughs> and replace it with another there. one. Just stand there with a hammer and I'll be like, Okay. Like Thor. <laughs> just, it's funny. My it's baby funny. pink hammer. 
when you say that, dude, it brings to mind when I would be working on a job site. And for a long time, I was, uh, you know, remodeling contractor and got just notoriously made fun of every, every day uh, for two main reasons. And one of them was musical choices, because I think when you think of, uh, you know, guys working construction and what's going to be on the radio in the background, the, the easy go-to forever and ever. Has been. Well, for me, for me, wham, but for <laughs> else, it's like, you know, classic seventies rock, right. Free bird and, uh, pink Floyd. Like that's always sort of the go-to for guys with tool belts working around. And of course, if you came on to, if you were to pull my headphones off my ear, it would be like Madonna <laughs> and wham and daft punk. And, you know, so, I mean, it was that stuff was always very clearly made fun of, which I took in stride because I don't, I mean, there's no way you're going to get away from being made fun of for that. And the other thing was, is if you went to like the workbench or the cooler where everybody's keeping their drinks, it would be like, you know, of course, lots of water, but then there'd be like Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola, Dr. Pepper, Red Bull, Red Bull, Monster, Pink Grapefruit Perrier, Coca-Cola, <laughs> Coca-Cola Monster, right? <laughs> which one's and not like the others? Which one belongs to Charlie? You yeah. love that Perrier, dude. I, Pomplemousse. I, I love Pomplemousse. You got me yeah. into that, actually. I love that stuff, too. Now. I love that stuff. That is me. I was drinking LaCroix before it was a thang. Um, yeah. And I have had people, including my wife, roll their eyes at me forever because of it. It's I enjoy it. I just thought I no just end. like channeled her. I don't know if you heard my eye roll. <laughs> like I, there's, a, there's a, I can feel it. Like you the can force. feel it. Good. Yeah. But it, it, and look, I, and I think I pulled a muscle. I rolled it so hard. That's look. She gives me so many eye rolls. It's sad, but it's true. She is uh, in many, many moments the more masculine force in the relationship because of things like this. It started at an early age. My mom worked in very fancy hotels, and so whenever. I would have to stay at the hotel as a kid when she was manager on duty. Um, I would, there would be always these little bottles of Perrier. And I can't tell you why, but it just was like, oh, bubbly. I like it. You know, and I would just <laughs> drink it. It was nice. I, I nice. enjoy it. <laughs> nice. Bless your little toes. <laughs> Give me them feet. No, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I enjoy it. I'm not, I've never had any shame about it. And so you, you know, you were talking about, jj watt shirtless with a hammer so a lot of times when the joke that was always in my head was if somebody walked up we always thought it would be funny if somebody walked up to the job site and they heard some you know uh french trance edm wham george michael that it would be fun just to hire a dude that was built like jj watt that would sit there in some cut off denim shorts and the like typical yellow boots and nothing else with like a hammer hitting like an anvil to the beat of the song <laughs> just because it would fit what they would expect to see you know pink grapefruit perrier and wham on the radio oh, that's funny <laughs> I'd still so hit it if I was JJ. I'd still yeah, it. yeah, of course you would. <laughs> <laughs> so that this is where my my discussion topic comes from for the day. Um, and you don't have to be too familiar with who these people are, but uh, Joe Rogan, no explanation. Everybody knows who Joe Rogan is. Very popular podcast. Um, Lex Friedman also has a podcast. His is much more cerebral. He's like a, an MIT brain that's very interested in consciousness and what is consciousness. Very smart guy. Uh, I think he is either Russian or Ukrainian by birth. And so their discussion was at the time of this episode, they were going back and forth talking about uh, Putin. Now, I'm not going to get into a political conversation. We're not talking about the war per se. But in this back and forth um kind of just talking about Putin and how people in Russia view Putin and why they believe certain things. I guess they were talking about propaganda and how these people think one thing and where the propaganda was here and there. And at one point in the back and forth, uh, Rogan echoed something that you had heard in recent presidents past about, you know, Putin being a, a strong man, you know, the strong leader and that he's, uh, viewed as this, you know, sort of strong alpha man. And, 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 you know, le to Lex Friedman's credit, he didn't 
immediately to go, well, yeah, yeah, that's it. But the, the crux, the statement that's been in my head is at one point in trying to explain that, like, I guess Friedman had said, well, I think it's strong vision. I think it, that's what gets people galvanized. And Rogan said something to the point of, don't you think it's in the nature of people to want to follow a, a strong man, like this alpha male figure? And that has had, it planted a seed in my brain um, that's really kind of had me going back and forth. Because I think that's similar to what a lot of people who were fans of the former president uh, would say, right? They, they Those, a lot of the people that I know, people that I'm related to, would just talk about this, you know, uh, Donald Trump is, oh, well, he's... You know, he had this strong man mythos to some of these people. And the comment that I truly believed is true that I would make to them, but that would get them upset almost every time was that Donald Trump, in my opinion, is the caricature of a strong man. Like that is what somebody who does like that is the image that people have of what that is, right? Yeah. That yeah. It, it's. It's yeah. this performance art in a way that it's um, completely fabricated. And and the, that mythos is kind of where my brain was going. Because there's a real question there, almost an anthropological question, right? Because, you know, you start, you're, at least my mind starts wandering back to this. Is it, is it really something baked in or is that marketing, right? Is that this, you know, because I... I kind of see where even in the paintings of of presidents like George Washington, when they were doing a, a portrait, the painter was told, "Let's square that chin, let's let's broaden those shoulders, right?" Because yeah. if they were to show the real individual, it might not fit. It probably wouldn't fit that imagery, right? And the imagery was what was important. It was it was to sell that image, and that's what that fake tan and the 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 crazy uh, whatever that rug is that he wears on his head. It, it just that's sort of what that is, right? The the talk of the women and the money and the buildings and the, the it's all of this caricature that a group of people buy as a hundred percent real, right? And and that's what I thought is like that it, to me. That presentation is what weak people think strong looks like. Or maybe not yeah. weak. Maybe that's too judgmental. Maybe inexperienced or disillusioned, something kinder. And I'm, I'm not necessarily trying to pass judgment on people who have an opinion. And they're probably, and I'm not going to cut out a lot of people who have good reasons to like something about the man. I'm not trying to take that away. But the question is there is it baked in? Is that something you like Rogan's statement? Do you think there's something in human, in the human, like, uh, ex uh, whatever you would call it, the subconscious or something inside well, of us that would make you want to follow yeah. that guy? For well, Joe for, Rogan, well, I get right subjectively, right? <laughs> but yeah, so like for humans, I don't know. I mean, uh, not to get all anthropological, but there's no, a go there, lot man. of. There's a lot of ancient societies that have, that were matriarchal. There's not really a lot of evidence from, well, not that we have a lot anyways, but from like, right. you know, long running, you know, um, indigenous groups that are still around all over the world that that stereotype of the alpha man is uh, something hard baked into civilization, you know? Maybe well, that's how I think colonial about it civilization, you know, not not to get into a whole discussion of that either, but like so like European colonialism maybe is kind of the start of that alpha man thing. I mean there's Well that was the mythos, right? Like that's where I think you're you're talking Caesar, right? Like Caesar like that at that point there were an there was a knowledge of let's make this man great. He's everything and it's about will and and again the the statues it's interesting you say Caesar, though, because um, I feel like, you know, I'm not an expert, but I feel like Caesar is kind of like a, almost like a exaggeration of all of those traits that were from former, like, wiser yeah. Roman emperors that maybe didn't have that those such exaggerated, like, alpha man traits. 
I mean, yeah, I don't know. It seems like an act. Like no one actually really is that person, you know? Well, or or if they are, if there's an attitude of that, it's not necessarily in the casing that people are e- like. I was thinking of a bunch of examples of this, just like you were pointing out, right? Like it, it just my mind kept jumping around to random examples, whether it was like uh, the portrait of George Washington or uh, Sergeant York is not this huge muscle clad male or. Uh, uh, I was thinking Napoleon, you know, here's, yeah. <laughs> here's somebody who is incredibly, you know, what you would normally call a strong. And look, Vladimir Putin too. This is not a tall, huge guy, although that's the way he markets himself, right? Bare chested, yeah. riding a, a horse in the country or some shit, you yeah. know, and, and even down to the, the hockey games where everybody sort of, he reminds me of those, those really bad martial arts films where the old man comes in and has like chi power and is just throwing people around without touching them like and you know everybody's playing along with it and it just <laughs> you know and the guy's like yeah i got i got the power of chi he's got that glow from like the last dragon <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the stuff that it reminded me of and it it even brought to mind this i remember in the early 2000s robert wool who is an actor comedian uh, who is hilarious, and he's people might remember him from Good Morning Vietnam. He was sort of the sidekick to Robin Williams, um, real funny guy. And he did this HBO uh, sort of documentary special where he was talking to a classroom about the book The Ride of Paul Revere, and sort of that that this is was the the logic here that you know that was a story that was pop art in that day. And it, it, and he was kind of quoting um, a, a classic movie, The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. And there's a line at the end of the movie where when the legend becomes fact, print the legend. And he was pointing out that throughout history, we're taught that Paul Revere made this ride from, you know, to Philadelphia and, you know, all the, you know, on one horse and heroically the Redcoats are coming. And he points out that that was really a man named Israel Bissell, you know, a Jew who, a Jewish man who had to basically killed five horses doing it. Paul Revere rode like 19 miles, but the way that they wrote that story and the popularity of that story, when that book was out, it became a history lesson. And I mean, that's what I learned growing up, right? Paul Revere, hero, man, you know, and, and so this, you know, when, when, when Brogan was posting this question of, of, you know, don't you think it's in somebody's nature? It, and like you said, subjectively for him, it may be right. Like it's for him, that is what he sees it. And a lot of people see it that way. And for some reason, I think that most of the time that's horseshit, not all the time. I mean, I'm sure JJ Watt is just the perfect leader, right? Becky. I mean, is that totally fair? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, and, and that's true, but I don't know if that would ever have anything to do with, his appearance or his bank account for me, right? Like there would be a medal to the man that would be obvious. There would be leadership qualities to them, no matter what size they were, right? Cue Teddy Roosevelt, you know, or if you really want to use a, a, an example of somebody that I don't like politically, uh, Abbott, Governor Abbott of Texas. There's a guy in a wheelchair in a state that's known for you know, loving big headed pricks in my opinion. And here's, here's Abbott in a wheelchair, which is look, kudos to him for that alone. Right. I I give, I give him that. But again, that's not the typical, that's why I think those things stand as proof that that shit's just horse shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, when you were talking about all that, it made me think though, I kind of framed it in terms of European colonial culture, but then I was thinking of like the samurai thing in Japan and just like the very um, alpha man kind of mythos over there that I see reflected in, you know, manga and anime and stuff like that. So Last mm-hmm. Samurai with Tom Cruise, is that what you're referring to? I've <laughs> <laughs> seen that one actually, so... <laughs> But no, I mean, that's, but I think that carries through, right? Like that's, um, I, I, I always find it funny. Like I find humor in that 
that anybody would believe that, but it's a real problem when you're talking on the scope of political leadership, right? And it's always something where growing up in the South, and I'm sure Becky, you growing up in the Midwest, I mean, that's what that's it, it, like. That's kind of where I was tying it into the 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 men you like the most is I don't know that that's in the nature of women to be like, oh, I want the broad shoulders and the tall guy and the big, like, I don't know that that defines anything but a, a, a visual preference, you know, it's, or something that you like to feel. It's a visual preference, but you fall yeah. in love with somebody for their, hopefully I, I, fall in love I, with somebody for what they bring to the table besides how Hands down. I, I agree with you, and I'm not trying to make it too shallow. But you know, when you're talking about girls growing into young women, there's a lot, especially in—I mean, maybe everywhere—but there's a lot of girls in high school. You you have to remember, it, you know, cheerleaders were like, "Well, I've got to date somebody on the football team or the basketball," and he's, you know, if I can't wear six-inch heels and you. still look up to him, How you know what I mean? Like, there's, <laughs> but you know, it's true. Like, and I don't think that 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 thing's ever defined, um, it's never defined masculinity to me to the point where I just, I found it confusing, you know, and full, full disclosure, clearly I'm not six foot anything and I don't, I'm not a tower of muscle, but I don't ever, I don't, have never felt uh, any kind of inferiority complex to it. But the frustration would be that you're definitely going to be marginalized because of that stereotype when you're 15 right and for me i just found it confusing and i was like i don't get it you know i never i just didn't get it right i always thought it was sort of absurd um but it was real you know it's a real thing and it, it becomes a preference for you i know that if if some if you met somebody like jj watt and he were a total piece of shit it's not like you would look past the piece of shit stuff and be like but no. those arms yeah, no. But that and I've done chest, that maybe just for a weekend, right? Maybe just for a weekend. <laughs> maybe for a night, six hours, yeah. possibly. <laughs> just long enough to climb the tree, pick the fruit. An hour and a half, maybe. <laughs> ten minutes, maybe. I'm game 15. for ten minutes in the bathroom too, but <laughs> my Burger think, King order is almost ready. I think um if I could go back to what you said about, you know, like a cheerleader thinking that she has to date a football player. I think you're just focusing on one subgroup in high school, one clique in high school. Just to just to make an example, I, yeah. I don't, you know, I'm not I trying to focus, you know, in the, that's what it's, that's what you see on television yeah. and movies, sort of repeated. There's a there's something that's there that's always reproduced that way. You could go to any movie from the '80s yeah. to now, you know, maybe not as much now, right? Now there's different themes going on, but oh, for totally. a good solid forty years. It was always captain of the football team, and you know, you know, dance squad captain. It, it was like there was always that uh, that very clear uh, look at any wedding cake talker, topper from the sixties mm-hmm. to the nineties, right? That was what you saw. Yeah, I don't know. But I go on. I didn't mean to cut you off. I didn't like. I was in that like cheerleader got to date the sports star. I did that, but I also saw. Like in other groups of people, I saw very different things because they didn't give a shit about what anybody thought about them. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was almost Which like I they sort were of in think like, of that's the most alpha thing ever to me. Yeah. Is people who don't give a shit. And I was like, almost not- like envious of that because I was like, here are these people, they don't give a shit. I mean, yeah. granted, they might not have like, and this is high school thinking, like, they course, don't have yeah. the friend group that I do, but like they're out there living their lives and they don't care if they have a date to prom and they don't care if they have a date to homecoming. They just don't give a shit. That's awesome. <laughs> Which can be a positive and a negative. Yeah. And I, I'm talking to you as a guy who once wore Heelys in front of my wife. And I bring that up very specifically because I know she sent you a video and totally I making fun of me, of Becky. It. <laughs> okay. <That's> but- <laughs> <laughs> I want to see this. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll have to send it to you, Matt, because it's pretty goddamn funny. She, it was like what people see when you wear Heelys, and it's this heavy set dude like doing ridiculous parkouring. wannabe parkour moves, like <laughs> twisting off of a wall and like, like zooming around. It and it, it's hilarious. It's so funny. And and the reason she does that is because there was early on and we were dating. I had Heelys and I didn't care because I just thought they were fun, you know? And so there I was. I remember I had like my music blaring on like a Tucson mall in a parking garage. I was waiting to go into my store because we were not open yet or something to that point. And I'm like zooming around the fucking parking garage on my Heelys, listening to music and like fucking just having a good time completely oblivious and not giving one shit about whether she didn't like it, liked it, thought it was cool. Didn't think it was cool. I was just in a moment in my own world. And of (laughs) course, you know, many, many years later, Brooke's like, yeah, those were the moments I wasn't sure it was going to work out. You know, (laughs) it's like, I had many questions about, uh, about you and where you were. Like Becky said, she was recording from a closet. Brooke thought I was also recording from a closet in those moments. (laughs) Is he listening to Wham right now? Yeah. No, no, listen, hundred percent. What is <laughs> you know how confusing I made it for her because like I'm sitting there remodeling a house and she's like, ooh, power saws and sawdust and building stuff. That's so masculine. Sweaty but at man. the same time, I'm like singing perfectly wake me up before you go go even the high pitch parts, like with pure glee and joy. And she's like, I don't know what to think here. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, baby, hang on. Can you hand me my pink grapefruit Perrier? I'm parched. (laughs) I know all this firsthand because you were singing to Wham and drinking Perrier when we were doing these floors in this house. See? (laughs) Evidence. Evidence. And it's just, that's always been my, you know, my thing is I'm, I have a clear, like, as as much as I might think I'm aware my uh, however high i think my awareness is those are blind spots where i don't think of it in the moment and then after it's passed and it kind of comes to mind i'm like ah whatever you know i don't really care but and i don't i don't really care but it's it's always great entertainment for me to get people's reaction and and then it lasts right because i haven't had heelys for 20 years but brooke for some reason randomly sends out this message <laughs> that's clearly to make fun of me sends it to brando sends it, it to becky great. and, it and i even like i saw your text when it popped up she goes look at this i saw the video and instantly your reply comes up and says becky this is everything <laughs> <laughs> and it was all capitalized too to make my so point damn if i could like say it funny. i was like this is everything right now <laughs> i heard it okay i, I got literally it. how i said it when she said i got me. it ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but okay so just to kind of cap this off i mean are we kind of all on agreement here that yeah sure it's subjective but generally speaking this is something that people are sold and then just kind of accept as rule right they just sort of accept it as a real thing. It it definitely can. It's an undercurrent. It, it can be there for sure. Um, really quickly, I I was thinking just now. Uh, you know, I kind of am in the reserve reverse uh, as like the standard alpha man thing in that I'm more responsible for like a lot of the childcare duties and everything for for our kid. And so at the end of these, this school year, I got a bunch of cards that I made my daughter fill out and gift cards for a lot of the teachers and stuff, like five or six of them, right? A lot of work on my part, hands down every single time they thanked my wife, the teachers and the staff at the school, they thanked my wife. They didn't even bother to thank me thinking I'm a man. I'm not going to be doing that stuff. So like, It, that just kind of like uh, popped into my head. I'm like, oh shit, you know. Well, that that's not that's too really different. Sad. Like, uh, well, it, it's 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 interesting because it's this reverse that people generally don't think about, right? Yeah, they don't think about that being, but that's a real deal. Like, Brooke and I have always, uh, not I guess not always, but for a very long time, had an ongoing joke when people want to understand how our relationship works because I do. I think I cook 19 out of 20 meals and I love to cook and I go overboard with my cooking. Like 
I, I have a, an amazing eggs Benedict recipe. I make my own hollandaise. I do all of it. He thinks he's and on an episode of Chopped. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I'm very concerned with presentation. Um, <laughs> but I, 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 I've, I, that comes from a long family tradition, and, and I enjoy it, and I like to eat that way. I don't, I don't like to eat lazy personally. Um, no judgment to anybody on how they eat. But for me in my house, I'll go through the extra mile to eat well eat like kings i always say stuff like that and and other things like you would say if if brooke and i were to have a child of our own i really think it would fall into that same way matt like yeah. i do think it would be that way and it's i not something I, I did on purpose like to be subversive i just i just naturally right. kind of i don't consider it masculine or feminine yeah it doesn't it occur to me be masculine or feminine but you know that it is. I know to a it lot is, of people, but right? It, shouldn't it be. really, really is. And so, like a lot I of people, I shouldn't be shocked day. when a dad comes in to take care of his baby for cares at work. But I always am. So I'm guilty for, of that but too. Because right. it's not routine, and people people yeah. feel a gravity to fall into those roles. I think, mm-hmm. and and I think that's where my mind was with this initial comment, right? But yeah. the 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 reference to explain Brooke and I that's always been funny and easy was referring to Mitch and Cam from Modern Family. Like, it was really easy for us to go, so you watch Modern Family, and they go, yeah, like, so basically we're Mitch and Cam, and they'd be, and this is the funniest shit. I would, that's all we would say, and immediately whoever we're telling would look at me and go, Charlie's Cam, isn't he? Yeah, 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 pretty much, you know, like, and and listen, it's 100% true. So, like, Brooke with the eye rolls on the Heelys or the eye rolls on me listening to Wham or the, you know, whatever it is, it really does play this sort of um she's as much appalled as in love with my ridiculousness in her eyes right like she loves it she embraces it she thinks it's wonderful she's also kind of like i can't believe this dude is okay with this <laughs> you know and so i every now and then i just have to plug in a miter saw and make sure there's something going on to where she still reminds herself <laughs> that, you know that there's some masculinity there <laughs> I can still build something. <laughs> Get out that uh, Metallica tape that some dude gave you in middle school. and I mean, that stuff's there. I still like great music. I mean, look, I love the toadies. I can get hard, but, you know, I didn't mean that double entendre. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? I'm like, uh... uh record scratch. No, but, I, and look, and that's where, like, a lot of times when we've been talking about Becky's interests in men like it's very clear that she would she doesn't have one look type like a model of guys she's going for like the jj watt a class mercedes benz you know for 70 (laughs) that she's not going for (laughs) just that guy she's like there it could come in any shape but i think that's sort of me i think (laughs) all you can eat no it's all it's all in that in that you know, it comes from what's in that package, right? Like it, mm-hmm. if that's a specific guy and he's, you know, five, eight and has all of those qualities and, and I think you feel it, right. It's not, but there's a lot of people who, who are um, like, I'm trying to be nice, but in general, you're talking about people who are everything from shallow to just, they just put that as a staple in their head. That's the way it is. And they've moved on. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's that's already written like, into the code. Yeah. And now it's an, they're it's an fifteen easy years beyond archetype, that. unchallenged archetype of the straw man. You know, right. must he must be right, I guess, because I don't have any better ideas, kind of thing. And the frustrating thing is for guys like myself who can go there and go, Really? Are you serious? And you're like start poking holes in it. It it, it doesn't matter how great of an of the thing, however poignant or real or right on that you're saying it. That person's pretty much uh, most of the time going to look at anybody making that comment and go, oh, well, they're just jealous. Oh, they're just (laughs) trying to take him down a notch because they're envious. (laughs) It's always going to have that theme to it. And so it's easier to laugh about it, make jokes about it, or or find some way to kind of put the metaphorical mirror in front of their face and go, okay, now really say that into the mirror and see if you can take yourself seriously. (laughs) And it just all, it kind of caught my attention because with somebody is, uh, a character like Joe Rogan, who I have a lot of pros and cons about. I'm a fan on some levels, on some levels I'm sort of over it. 
Um, and it just, it, it was, it's easy to, it's easy to laugh when you see that comment coming from a dude, you know, pulling on a stogie, uh, you know, flexing his sleeves of tattoos with just ripped muscle, by the way, envious of that physique. I'm sure that takes a lot of work, but I'm sure he has a it's tiny just like, wiener because of that physique. And maybe he doesn't. Okay. Maybe he's swinging sure some he pipe. Does. I don't know, but it's just like, oh, it, it, I mean, the, the, I, like- I'm just, you're right. He's got the uniform, <laughs> but, but the idea that, that, that comment of maybe, don't you think it's in people's nature to want to like, it's almost predictable that it would come from that, that archetype. Right. Like that's where, that's who's going to say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, to me, that's just like a, a mobster saying like, Oh, people are always going to gamble and want prostitutes and drugs, you know, like it's kind of like, yeah. Well, no, just, that's just true. That was, that was true. I'm like, <laughs> True. <laughs> okay, a stronger argument. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like there is. It's like to justify the fact that they're pursuing that alpha man thing. They're saying, "Oh, well, that's just an underlying current with everyone." Like everyone acknowledges this, you know. Like, I mean, Joe Rogan well, seems yeah. it's pretty self-serving for him to say that, you know. Well, and to be to be clear about the point I'm making, I'm I'm not saying that alpha uh, may alpha men don't exist. What I am saying is. They're not all this one character, right? They're not always going to be in that right. one shape, look, attitude, disposition, you know. And 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 even in his example, he it, with uh, Putin, he was like, "Well, he's you know he hasn't done it fairly, but he's really run that you know Russia this way for so long. He's been in power for so long, and I mean that's that's uh, impressive." And I'm like, "Oh, I mean, is it? I mean, really? When you're when you're undercutting, you're not really winning anything." Right, you're just rigging the game all the way through, yeah, uh, from top to bottom. That's that doesn't seem like I would almost lean towards conniving smart, but I would be reluctant to be like very strong, very impressive. I'd be like yeah. the slimiest of tricksters that worked, right? And I, I right, mean, like if you're so strong, like, why don't? bare knuckle fight your opponents don't like poison like, win it legitimately if you're that dude yeah and i mean right. and look that's where we we're gonna get back to jj watt right like consummate competitor i'm just gonna gonna pump him up so that i can get uh becky's <laughs> becky's him. stiff one going <laughs> i don't know him, so i'm gonna look him up on the internet right now so i have like a visual oh uh, he plays for the arizona cardinals so it shouldn't be hard oh my god he's so hot uh, you look him up. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with the change of subject. <laughs> hey, kids, it's Don Shanahan from the Cinephile Hissy Fit, one of the podcasts on the Ruminations Radio Network. If you've been enjoying this show, come listen to Will Johnson and I fight it out over cinema's best and worst on Cinephile Hissy Fit. Find us and all the great shows over on ruminationsradionetwork.com. And we're back. We've given Matt some time to uh, fawn over the Alpha Chat example oh that is God. JJ Watt. It's beautiful. Uh, I, I think mean, there's a there's an image of him in a pool with his dogs that I know Becky's got blown up digitally on a poster somewhere. My background on my phone. <laughs> I'm not surprised if that's true. <laughs> I mean, he definitely looks like he's in, in good shape for playing football. And look, he's a mm-hmm. he's a he's a total cool guy. Really, I mean, anytime I've ever heard him interviewed, he's a nice guy. I'm not trying to. We always try to use him as the poster boy for for that Giga Chad thing because he's got that look, right? I mean, he looks yeah. like he was designed in a lab. Like we shall make Giga Chad, <laughs> and he will play yeah. defensive end. He, he got the super soldier serum, right? Yeah, basically, he got, he's Captain America. Effectively, he is Captain America. Um. So hey, thanks for covering the uh, the topic with me. is interesting to me. I think you guys helped me sort of process that through, and I think we're I think we're right. I do. Uh, and I mean, if if you don't agree out there listening, fair enough. You're I mean, have your own opinion, but you know, just beware. There's a lot of people know that. Yeah, do shit. Send it to just your arguments, and maybe we'll have you on as a guest co-host. <laughs> Maybe we'll just read your arguments and shit all over them in the next episode. And no. if you're really hot, make sure you leave your um, eight Include by Include pictures in if you email. look like JJ Watt. Yeah, thank you. Are you interested in nurses? 
So with Becky, you had hair. said that uh, you had some questions pertaining to. Uh, we're going to drop into a little bit of Becky's bad dates. Uh, very popular segment for us. Funny stories always come this way. What's your latest so query? Well, I I know I had like I I paused the brakes on um dating apps while I was studying for my test, so it's been a hot minute. Um. Oh, by the way, Matt, Becky just passed a super difficult um, certification exam to become a neonatal uh, specialist. So she is an RNC Oh, wow. Awesome. Now. Congratulations. Thank That's you. great. Thank yeah. you. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for pumping me up, friend. Um, yeah, dog. <laughs> so I, like, paused all my dating apps. And so I'm in my feels this weekend, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get on and start looking, like, and actively like try to get back out dating again. So you match with a few people and there's like a common reoccurrence with all these messages. And I'm trying so hard to understand and I just don't get it. Like, do people not realize that they're strangers? Like, I'm not going to invite you to come over in my bed and cuddle me right away. I would like to meet you and know that you're a real person. Because the messages that I'm getting are, hey, girl, can I come over and cuddle with you right now? No, bro. No. <laughs> I'm going to die. What? Listen, as weird as it is, I think that that is more common with, uh, like, we might be dating ourselves. Like, we're, we're, we're totally flexing out some Gen X or, 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 or like, elder millennial kind of perception on this stuff. It's, it's more common than you think. Really, as weird as that sounds, because my my niece has some experience with this and she's sort of just barely breaking into her 30s. Right. And that's like in that demographic, I think it's there's no. I um, just want. Yeah, I just want to know when it there's no formality. Right. There's no formality. There's no like, let's go on a few dates. Let's get you know, that's a different. I mean, I get hookup culture and I've participated in hookup culture, but in this day and age, when you're, do you watch true crime bros? Do you watch, that's how how an episode of, um, how about just you, do you watch you, have you seen you on Netflix? Do you know what what the reality is here? Yeah. That's a good Yeah, that's a little too close. I mean, just, yeah, logistically, they're not thinking that, um, like that's their, that's their, then, like literally. I think they that there are some, not all, but there's a good amount of those people who think I'm being sweet. Yeah, and I just wonder, like, when did that become the standard of being sweet? Like, I get it. Okay, cool. Yeah, I do want to cuddle, but like, let's cuddle after like you go on a date with me or we meet in person. Like, I gotta know that you're not gonna like kill me when we're together. I got to know that you're not going to, like, sell me off to sex slavery somewhere. Like, taken? Like, taken? You're going to be taken to some boat? The worst part is that there are, like, girls out there that are actually like, yeah, come over. This is my address. This is the gate code. Like, I'll be there in the front waiting for you. Like, They're they're more thirsty and trusting, right? They're they're sort of submersed. They don't know that that's something to be uh, afraid of. scary. Just have sex in the bathroom at the bar. That's yeah, do it somewhere what publicly. they're there for, right? Well, yeah, or you know, that's like, that's hookup culture, kind of like these public spaces or these spaces where it's okay. But your house, like your own personal space, like yeah. that's something totally different. Um, and I've yeah, been a victim of my ex trying to break into my house. So I'm extra guarded at my house to begin with. So, like, that would just freak me out knowing that there's somebody out there that, like, could potentially, like, come back if something went wrong if in our relationship. Like, I don't bring people over until, like, much later on. Right. But I you think have that to kind vet of them it. first, right? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't think the vetting is there. Um, like, there's no courtship, right? There's no, there's no courtship anymore like that. Well, or yeah, at least if there like, is, it's not, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not like seemingly passed down from like, there's sort of a weird paternal vacuum in that way. Right. Like there's not yeah. this, uh, dad figure 
I should say father figure just so I can make a George Michael reference, right? Uh, <laughs> there's there's no like <laughs> there's no uh, figure that's there telling, like saying that, like truly just going, you know, it, we, we, at the expense of maybe sounding almost old fashioned now, right? Like that's that what I do fear. What I'm do. getting like I fear like I'm like not that I may not be good for the dating apps anymore because I'm like. I think like this and like then they get on this little oh it pisses me off so like this one conversation where the guy was like oh I can come over and cuddle you and I'm like no thanks bro I like to know people before I'm like but we can go out for a coffee or that's blah, kind blah, of a weird like, thing to offer right yeah like it's yeah. just a weird thing like to like, like for me it sounds like something I would say jokingly like I can come over and Cuddle. No, so the opening, the opening was, it's on Bumble, so I have to say something first. And I had like made a comment about his dog, and I was like, "Oh, your dog's really cute." I was like, "But I think mine's cuter." Like, just kind of just trying to start the conversation. And he's like, "Oh, do you want to push your dog over in your bed and make room for me?" And I'm like, "Wow, what?" Wow. I was like, "Where?" I, no. <laughs> He's like, oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I just want to come over and cuddle you. I'm like, no, no. I was like, does that really work for girls? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I've gotten a lot of girls to come over. And I was like, well, good for you. I was like, but I'm not. I like to meet people before I put myself in that position. And he's like, oh, lame. And then like unmatched me. <laughs> Because I wouldn't let him come over and cuddle me. And I'm like... Well, that's because his victims normally have no prior experience, <laughs> Becky. I mean, clearly you didn't fit the demographic he was looking oh, for. The minute you're not, like, I've been not, through this like, before. That's just an example of like three guys this weekend. And it's just been this weekend. It's like, yeah, but can I come over? No. <laughs> I don't want but, you to come over. <laughs> But to be fair, his 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 him saying that it works demonstrates like he's not going to yeah. put any more. Well, I don't really it, know right? if it works or not. That's just him saying it. That's the thing. Right. It's going to be a false statement. But I, um, I I feel like maybe I'm getting too. Would that shit have ever worked in 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 your day, Matt? I mean, yeah. can you well, imagine? Like, first of all, like the cuddle thing, like. I mean, not to get all alpha man, but like, isn't, isn't, like, would it be less creepy if it was just like, yeah, I'd, let's like, I'd like to come over and have sex or something. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's more honest. Like, yeah. cuddling is something that's like way down. Like, that's even after sex. That's really intimate. That's really yeah. intimate. That's like, like that's almost the scarier thing. I'd like to see them cheeks cuddle my. <laughs> They're like that might be better. Okay, it's like I'll so... meet you at Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> in the bathroom yeah i mean it does seem like that would be more it'd be funnier right it'd i mean funny back in back in my day like so elder, as elder as you can get as a millennial like like it, this was the guy who was like always too touchy-feely with everyone like that's my impression maybe now that that guy is just asking to call people all over dating apps instead of like <laughs> hanging out somewhere and getting all <laughs> He's gonna but be you know what it makes me think of? of criminal it, minds. <laughs> <laughs> the criminal minds. The cuddle monster. <laughs> oh right, no, you're right. Well, it it's, it freaks me out a little bit because it it reminds me of. I mean, how many bad movies did you see where like the player in the movie, or even guys you knew in high school, were like keenly aware that it was a numbers game? Right. Yeah. Like they were just constantly making the same moves, girl after girl after girl, knowing that on somebody it would work. Yeah. And I think that you you kind of have this supercharged aspect with apps now. Right. And there are guys yeah. out there who who are I mean, think about the reverse of it. Those guys being present there are not only alienating women that are truly interested in making connection, they're mm -hmm. also creating this gap between guys who just maybe know intuitively that, that they don't want to behave that way. Like for them, yeah. it, they really are looking for a connection, but they're also not as uh, they're not thinking, I'm going to go on Bumble and see if this girl will let me come over and cuddle. 
right? <laughs> and ha- and how many how many bad reactions is that guy going to get? Where some girl that the kind of girl that would normally go, yeah, here's my access code, come and cuddle. Yeah. Like she's like talking, and this guy's like, well, hey, maybe we can go and talk about it over coffee. She's like, how about I show you them toes? And he's like, what? Uh, <laughs> 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 you want to come over and cuddle? And he's like, well, uh, you know, I don't know if we're ready for that. And she's like, you're a bitch. I'm going to go back to that bitch. other dude. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, th- those guys are getting shit on and alienated, too. I think there's a real uh, issue there. You know what I mean? Like, And, yeah. and I don't know that like it almost makes me think that that's why you have younger women dating older men. Well, they need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Oh, save the older men for the not old, but young ladies, not as young as you, <laughs> but not in their now, 20s anymore. We both anymore. know that that's not how this shit works, right? <laughs> you, you know. You know, some, the, the flex for a dude is to go get the twenty-something girl, right? Yeah, Although, my boobies, my boobies still stay where they were when I was twenty-one, so I look young. Listen, <laughs> I, I got to tell you, it, 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 my views on beauty have definitely changed, and the idea of dating or being with anyone intimately that's of a certain age or younger sort of repulses me like clearly makes me feel like i i don't i just don't i don't understand how some dudes would do that you know like going back to those old caricatures of like a 45 year old guy being with a 22 year old girl i'm like yeah that's That's too much of an age difference you know like you know yeah okay you can like you know, lust after youth or something, but even that's kind of weird. It's weird, man. It's fucking weird, man. And I mean, when the gap's that big, I'm not saying that it can be smaller and be okay. But you know, I don't know. It's obviously look, I'm only speaking. I know that I, I I know that you probably agree with me on this, but to me, I've known, I am fucking annoyed. (laughs) Like the idea of what in the, what it, it would, it would be like truly have to be the one in a billion 22 year old who's like a 50 year old soul right yeah. like right. it was I, there would have to be something else there that besides uh body and physique and look for and I, I guess i can't take that away i mean look all if that's what you're into that's what you're into but it's just it seems so weird to me that that yeah, could be you have thing. to be a master of virtual fighter too <laughs> <laughs> you know listen even that kind of I, I say if there's anything I'm jealous about uh, 20-somethings now is that there are, are clearly couples out there who game together. That, and she, and know, she's like dude. totally into gaming and loves it and wants to game with. And I think oh, it's that. so adorable and attractive and like baller as fuck, as stupid as that sounds, I do. And it, <laughs> it's like, what in the fuck is that about? Because like, uh, like, where the fuck was that girl? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, where was that chick? But yeah. they didn't, they weren't like, and I don't even know if, it, like, it's almost to the point where I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, for real? Is that for real? Or is that the the girl feigning interest in sports? But then Becky sort of proves that wrong because she's no, she knows more about sports than I do. <laughs> I, I can probably hold toe-to-toe for football, but I'm telling you, she's got a, a wealth of, like, basketball, hockey, you name it. And she'll she'll tell you the statistics Lush. from ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is my favorite winter. Okay, winter you win. Sport. Thank you very much. <laughs> nice. Let me tell you all about it. <laughs> it also creeps me out. Costumes. Like I, like on a on another level, dude. Hearing hearing, even though it's a joke, and maybe culturally it's different from place to place or person to person, but. <laughs> I get major cringe vibes when I hear uh, uh, any woman call their boyfriend, husband, daddy. <laughs> fucking I just shivered big time. Me yeah. out, bro. <laughs> it freaks me. Like the only yeah. time I find it even funny is when it's a pimp and hose in like a Dave Chappelle skit. You know, <laughs> something yeah. like that. Like it has to be something so over the top and meant for comedy. Otherwise, I'm just like. I don't I I am I am too far outside the bounds of understanding how that could get anybody going. Yeah. Like if I There's heard a that long ass history of that though, you know? Like there, there just, is. 
you know it's weird yeah fucking cringe yeah hard cringe gross yeah i mean yeah i mean look this is what's probably that, that guy's like talking of that same guy who's like can i i just want to come over and and cuddle with you is probably the same guy that's like you could just call me daddy, call me daddy. you're like ugh. Wrong bitch, buddy. Wrong bitch. Yeah, get, uh, you get call the fuck me out, daddy. daddy. <laughs> no, see, that's that, for some reason that's way more. You know, that's that's more understanding to me. Like if if he hands you the giant strap on, is like, and you're like, I'm gonna call you daddy, and you're like, uh, okay. Right. <laughs> that's about the only way where I'm like, fair. okay, that's okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god, funny. Funny, funny, worthwhile, fun, 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 fun. I'm glad we talked that over. Any, so you didn't you. end up going out with any of these guys, obviously. Um, no, because I told them I didn't want to cuddle, and then they all um, unmatched me. So then I got in my feels. Oh. And why Bumble? I mean, is not it just, for long. Is, is probably for like Bumble? 20 minutes. Just, I'm just doing Bumble right now just to dip in the toes in. But, <laughs> you got feet fetish, bro. No, but is there is there a way to discern what would be better or not as far as a dating app goes, or is just because they're all I've, pretty much hookup apps at this point, aren't they? Well, I mean, Hinge is pretty good. Hinge just sounds like a porn app, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is, seriously, Hinge is one that asks a lot of questions and like specifically matches you with people. Like, but it sort of denotes the term revolving door, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, like, hinge. if you don't, if you don't, like, if you go out with them and you don't, like, want to continue, you can, like, unmatch them without them knowing, which is kind of, like, Oh, so cool. nobody's feelings get hurt? Yeah. They should just call one bed. So they just get ghosted, basically. Well, no, it's, a, like, it's a mutual, like, because, I, I mean, ghosting sucks. We've all, I mean, I've been ghosted plenty of times, but. I have never been ghosted. I've been ghosted for sure. It's a mutual, like you go on. Oh, I got you. Yeah, you go and then you can. You both either can continue your conversations or you can choose to end it. So. Oh yeah, that's. I am definitely at that point where the idea of being out in the dating world sounds like a monster pain in the ass. It's scary to me. I have a good friend who is right now just got divorced and. And so I see him going through different dating apps and it just, it seems very complicated. Like, I mean, he does, he does date people off of them. Like, so it's working to some degree, but um, I can't say that out of the maybe 10 situations he's talked about over the past year, I can't say that he's been like wildly happy about any of them. That's all I can say. (laughs) You know, I, I I gotta I gotta say maybe the only reason I can like a, a thing that just kind of popped in my head the only thing I can imagine is not necessarily a benefit but maybe how those older younger relationships work both ways woman older man older is those people are at a point where they just don't want to fucking tell their story again yeah right I'm they just to that point they're just like yeah. There was some shit. It was complicated. We don't need to talk about it. Right? Yeah. And they kind of sure. go on. Because, I, I I mean, I think it's that way with friends, too, right? Like, it's hard to meet people l- the older you get. Because mm-hmm. at some point, you don't want to go through that process. Like, you don't feel the need to, either. You're like, yeah, yeah we just watch I'm the game. by myself, yeah. Or we just go and we golf, and that's it. Like, nobody really talks about it. It's it's not this. Yeah, so uh, tell me about your life. Tell me about your childhood. Where did you grow up? What happened? Yeah, you know, I don't. If I had to go through that, I'd be like, Ugh. I would almost want to just give them like the digital download. Like, here's my app. Just <laughs> yeah. The QR code. Scan this. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. You show up. It's just a tattoo. Just scan right here. Okay, it's all there, and then uh, see, if, see if people react. <laughs> right, and then like you know, after a day, they just come back and go, "Man, that sounds like a lot." Uh, I don't think I want to deal with all that <laughs> yeah. right now. You know, you, you yeah. seriously, this feels like a minefield of broken glass. I can't deal That's with this. I would feel like if I did that. Here's my blog, and then they'd be like, "No, girl, no, we can't be friends ever." <laughs> All you have is like shocked face emojis. They're like, oh my God, blind skier? What? 
Right. <laughs> Every May at this time. Of <laughs> they're just like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I have nightmares. <laughs> oh, uh, Every May, okay. you can see my mugshot in my memories. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe a little. Maybe not really. Maybe I am kidding. Maybe I'm not. <laughs> Guys, this was a a solid, fun, good episode. Matt, this was good, man. Thanks for coming yeah. and sitting in with us. It was fun. Thanks now. for having me. Yeah, consider coming back, dude. Really, because this is that like worked really well. Cool. And yeah, it was yeah, really fun. Let me know. I I because like talking to both of you. It's so. good discussion. Good discussion. We usually cover a lot of shit and and come randomly, and uh, you know, hopefully next it's week entertaining hopefully we for everybody listening. Depp. Uh, verdict. A conclusion. About. Yeah, oh. we've covered some right. some Amber Turd, Johnny Depp material here, trying to figure out like where it's going to go. We've had some good content there too. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'll have to listen to what I missed. Yeah, jump on, man. Hopefully, give us some feedback, and that goes for everybody listening. If you're first time listening, consider hitting that subscribe button if you like what we do. Uh, you can also go to the website I mentioned before at www.ruminationsradionetwork.com. We have a a couple of different ways that you can support what it is that we're working on here and check out a lot of other podcasts of, of a variety of interesting content that we know you're going to enjoy. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to what we're offering up and uh, we're having a lot of fun and hope you are too. And we'll see you on the next episode, episode 61. Uh, Brevity Box is brought to you by Area 42 Studios and Sound and the Illuminations Radio Network. And we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye. Bye.